We are live. We got a hot one today. Hot one in the streets. We've got a lot, a uh, lot to get to today. So let's not futz around here. I just want to tell everyone uh, the RSS feed should be up. You Patreon people, um, I posted the RSS feed, and all the regular links should be easily searchable by the time this podcast goes out on Monday. Um, so go to blindmike.net. It should be up there by then. For who are these socials? Yes, for who are these socials and all your links. If you want, why are you laughing? The Blind Mike Project on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google, all the uh, places you get podcasts, as well as the Patreon. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon. By the way, we're sniffing 500. Five away, baby. I mean, (laughs) Jesus Christ, we're right up at the edge. Come on. (laughs) Every month we've been like gearing right up to it and then slamming our heads off the wall. (laughs) So yeah, we're looking to get over 500. So join the Patreon only if you like the podcast, by the way, I don't like this horse shit of like, eh, I'll do you a favor and subscribe. We don't need that. But if you like the program, please subscribe. Join. What is nice. Uh, yeah. So I teased. Oh, actually I had a, a decent little uh, therapist story very quickly. Only the only reason I would ever mention this is because we used to mention them. Mm hmm. And it's been a while. I miss referencing him. <laughs> I miss the character I've created around him. <laughs> but this was not of a sexual nature this time. This was... So I've been going to him uh, almost exactly three years. It was February of 2020 I started with this gentleman. And um, for the for since COVID, we've been doing it over... There's only like the four or five sessions I went to in person. We've been doing it over the phone ever since. So every week for three years, he has called me and I've answered. Um, on, a, on several occasions, he's texted me uh, to move appointments or confirm appointments, whatever. And it's always been the same number. And then uh, yesterday, I was having uh, reception issues. My phone wasn't coming through. And he goes, do you want to just hang up and call me back real quick? And I said, yeah, no problem. And he goes, do you have my number? <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing I, I I don't know why Maybe that's only funny to me But I was just like What do you think it was different than the one that you were currently yes, using? I have your number <laughs> First of all, I'm talking to you now <laughs> Does he call you every week? Or every time? Calls me every week, yeah So yeah, I'd say it's, I'd say it's in your phone As a matter of fact, yes, I did save it But <laughs> Uh, I just thought that was funny. And another thing that I have found funny, and this has given me a lot of laughs over the years, and it's yet another thing, probably a good way to, this is a good way to start the show because we filter out the people that shouldn't be here. Uh, I don't know if anyone will find this funny but me. But uh, I dug through the archives for something I first saw, let's see, probably about 13 years ago. Um, you're familiar with the Warthog, yes? Mm-hmm. You've met him. You know his demeanor and everything. Yep. Great guy. Would you like to see some of his early work? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh. So this is the clip I just sent you. Okay. (laughs) This is from uh, The Morning Show. Oh, my God. I didn't realize. (laughs) (laughs) This is from The Morning Show, a high school morning announcements program. Uh, this is circa the year, I believe the year was 2007 or 2008. Mm-hmm. The Warthog's a sophomore or junior in high school. Uh, 
And him, him and his team uh, give their high school the morning announcements every day. And uh, the Warthog was typically a behind-the-scenes man. But every once in a while, he'd step in front of the camera for this big spotlight. <laughs> so let's play, if you would, the morning show. Today on The Morning Show, we take an inside look at the new book club run by Mr. Lamrell. Also, fatalities due to the video game World of Warcraft have skyrocketed to a 12 million. A new PBS special on cranberry growing. And, and an, an hour, an hour long discussion <laughs> on pigeon migration. Pigeon migration? Did you write this? I, I didn't write that. Did, uh, did Carl write that? No, then, then who wrote it? Rooted. Oh, oh no! <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I watch it. Oh God! <laughs> That's right. Uh, move over, Ben Franklin from The Office, because when I think of Ben Franklin, I imagine the warthog in character. Oh, that is unbelievable. As as Benny Franks. <laughs> I need to see that again. What an entrance. By the way, I think you already know where this goes. This video? Yeah. Well, this exact, that, that exact quote. I honestly was so focused on when he was going to pop on screen. I wasn't really listening. Well, it goes to the in words. the outro, of course. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Naturally. Um, did, did Carl write that? No. Then, then who wrote it? I wrote it. <laughs> now, by the way, when I when I met the warthog, he was a man of very few words, even fewer than he is now. Like the man you heard on uh, at a theater near me, give one word answers. He was he, that, that's him out of his shell. He's broken out of his shell over the years. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my my shock when I saw this, <laughs> you can play a little more. He has one more line if you'd like to hear it after this intro thing here. Yeah. All right. I don't know if it's still going, so I'll just hit play and see what we're dealing with yeah. here. Look at all The music's fun too. Actually, I think it adds that the warthog is like this is his intro music. <laughs> He is in the chat right now, by the way, which I'm enjoying. So I texted him about this yesterday. For whatever reason, it popped in my head. And uh, he said, (laughs) I said, do you still have the video of you um, uh, as Ben Franklin? And he replied, is this for business or pleasure? (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny reaction. But yes, he, I, it's, it's, uh, the acting role of a lifetime. And I've told him, um, he's getting married this year. Oh, and I've told him that I'd like to give a speech where I say, um, you know, I'm not one for giving speeches, but I think I know someone who is, and then I start putting on the Ben Franklin wig. <laughs> <laughs> They'll help you too. Cause then you'll be like, I'm not blind Mike. It's my my greatest dream. (laughs) What are you saying? Sorry. 
I just said we're demonetized now, so <laughs> <laughs> anything flies today. <laughs> <laughs> I like how this video is six minutes ben long. Franklin. Most of it was that intro, I think. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big buildup. <laughs> you got to kill some time. If you're doing a show every day, you know, you got to kill some time. I tried to ruin the morning show. Ben, you're an absolute monster. Mr. Lamro doesn't even have a book club. I'm hungry. He's hungry? <laughs> Listen up. No food tonight until you eat your tinsel. And then he hangs in the background for the rest of the show. <laughs> Without saying anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the warthog's big acting debut i don't know if anyone else out there will enjoy it or even understand why i'm playing it but i i like it i have it playing with the sound off considering he since he doesn't uh talk anymore and he's just eating someone's scarf <laughs> <laughs> he still had that costume i think he wore it for halloween one year in college <laughs> you were like recycled so he kept that he kept that for many years yeah Oh, that is very funny. <laughs> he looks right. different. He looks a lot. Di- well, he didn't. He had no facial hair. That, that's probably it. That's the big thing. Yeah. And I think he might weigh less now than he did. Definitely. Then. Unless that's yeah. a fat suit or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. He was a he was a chubby boy. Ah. So, yeah, I think he weighs much less now than he did then. Probably. He lost a lot of weight. I yeah. Would say. Well, he got he, he was very big at one point. And then lost a shit ton of weight. Hmm. But anyways, that's probably all we need to hear about the war dog today. That was great. My work, <laughs> work cut out for me. <laughs> so uh, we've got Ojeda. We've got Shab. Got a little bit of the Opster, which I don't know if we'll get to. Because we also have something I want to spend some time. I might be a two-parter, honestly. Interesting. What are you doing tomorrow? Um... What we time? could do a bonus show. What time? If we don't get through it. What time? You well, talk? we'll discuss after right. when the time comes. Yeah. But um, yeah, that one might take a while because my uh, co-host and partner on WATS had a very big interview that we got to break down. Oh yeah, it's a long video. Yeah, it's. I honestly think we might just watch it. Until we finish, like it might be an eight parter. You know what I mean? Like watch maybe five, six minutes today, watch 10 minutes next week. That's how good this is. I, um, I only saw a few minutes, but Carl with an ultimate line. I thought it was very funny. It got no sold right off the jump. Oh, immediately. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah. We'll get to it <laughs> later in the show. Very funny. Uh, but first I do want to honor our King. Our army major, our oh. leader, uh, Richard Ojeda. I like how you Ojeda said that. This is, dr- this is dropping on Martin Luther King Day, so I thought that was what you were referring to. I think a much greater American. <laughs> yeah. It's done a lot more, if you ask him, for this country. <laughs> no shit. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Richard Ojeda is uh, back at it this week, and he had a pretty good episode for our purposes. Um, I, there are little things that tell me, like, he might, I have a feeling he's going to get fed up with this team at some point. I think he already is. <laughs> yeah. There are little, very subtle tells that Richard gives. Uh, I forget how I have these ordered, so just uh, let me know what we're playing. Uh, drops on point is the first one. <laughs> oh, you're, you'll like this one, because you, you seem to really enjoy <laughs> the drops on this show. I love this. <laughs> and it's, uh, 
you know, they're in um, they're in rare form today. They're, it's vintage <laughs> Ojeda drops. A free and fair election. So hopefully that's the case. Now, in terms of people on here, uh, I, I've seen people already say. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is to introduce the segment that they are well into the middle of. <laughs> he he just keeps talking, and then when it comes back, the guy who's spe- uh, speaking to is gone. <laughs> let's, let's hear that again. It was it said roll call, and then he was missing. So so roll. That's they're supposed to play that literally at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and yeah. they're already deep into conversation. Uh, I, I've seen people already say. This. They're basically saying that <laughs> he does they not doubt seem it. happy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, he's immediately, you know, just sick of them. He's very dismayed. Yeah, that's all right. It's the same. I mentioned the chemistry between him and the girl. I don't know if they alternate days. There's a male and a female producer. And he seems very dismissive of both of them. <laughs> the best part about that. Is it's wicked loud. Yeah. So you so you can just hear Oh yes, it was not a song. That overpowers everything. <laughs> it's guitar solos. And you can just hear him talking still, but you can't make out what he's saying. Not even close. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how his whole show should be, I think. It's very funny. Uh yeah. So they're in they're in rare form. They're firing up this week. Things are getting crazy. Um the next one is memes. <laughs> well, you guys know we like our memes segment. Yep. And, you know, they were working out the kinks in the last episode that we played. Um, this is just, it, it's executed better. I just enjoy his transition into the segment. And we have a mean transition. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, this is our segment. This is our <laughs> meme segment. Yeah. Introducing Richard memes segment. <laughs> That's now a drop on our show. <laughs> yes. If they lie, that's part of who they are. They just get angered at people who aren't good enough to lie to the people and not get caught. So what else we got? Hello. <laughs> I know we got more memes. <laughs> we do. One second here. Did you <laughs> that guy's just like, uh, I, I can't be bothered. <laughs> One second here. Hold on. Sorry. How long was that? Holy shit. <laughs> well, let's go back and find out. I'd get caught. So what else we to got? Be fair, hold on. I gotta be fair to the producer here. Ojeda is just on a rant and then stops <laughs> dead and goes, We got any memes? No, no, I think this the segment had already started, so this kid should be ready with the next one. Oh, you're right. Maybe this is deep into the meme segment. So he's so what we he's already do- have played our meme transition. So he's doing this fun segment where a meme pops up and then gets really pissed at it and then asks for the next one. Yeah, he runs out of gas and he needs a new one. All right. So what else we got? One, two, three, four, five. I know we got more memes. We do. One second here. This one pop up. Touch it like this one. Okay. <laughs> That's the end of the clip. <laughs> and even again, Richard there, he's like, okay. All right. Yeah, like, you know what I like, dickhead. <laughs> you know what's so funny is they got everything to look really good on this show. They just went, you know what? Let's just use a tin can as a microphone. Yeah. You know what's strange about Richard is I thought he would have been the type of guy, based on our studies of his character, I thought he would have been the type of guy 
that was like uh, fake, not like overly nice to his producers. And I was way off. <laughs> he is <laughs> completely rude and dismissive to them. He's a friggin' army man. Oh, by the way, uh, I That's was a good point. I was informed that remember we were talking about how he only became a major. Yes. And well, he, some people have said that. That wasn't us saying. That. Turns out he initially went in as a private, so that would make sense that he would retire then. I'm glad we. Uh, we just want to clear up the you know for all the vet hating people that listen to the show. Glad that's clear. Yeah, we have a lot of those. <laughs> I go on all the uh, anti-veteran sites and post the link. <laughs> you guys, we got a new one. <laughs> um, I don't know how did it end up that way, but you play to your audience, you know? <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, what's next? Next one's called Stomping. Finally, I think, I think I'll admit. Uh, by the way, I got to give credit to Stud Joe Depot, who alerted me to this episode, said I should give it a watch. And he would know better than me. I think he monitors uh, even closer than I do. And so I'll check with him for the for the record. I believe this is our first stomping threat of uh, of 2023. <laughs> Thank God. We should all be outraged, and I agree. I agree. I want to see. I'm waiting to see what Kevin McCarthy's going to say. You know, Kevin McCarthy should be the the voice right now. About about letting people know what the process is to get rid of this jackaloon here, this liar, you know. And I'm going to tell you another thing too. I, I don't care. This is a guy that if he shows his face in New York, he deserves to be stomped by everybody <laughs> of the Jewish faith, by everybody who lost any family. He, oh, he! I didn't realize he goes and lists exactly who should stomp him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's got a list yeah. of people who have carte blanche <laughs> <laughs> to knock this guy's teeth in. No, I don't. I don't know if Richard understands. He's not. He wasn't a born broadcaster or anything. And honestly, most podcasters aren't. That uh, didn't go to broadcasting school or anything. It's pretty basic knowledge to know that you don't say on into a microphone that this man should be stomped. <laughs> then God forbid he is. He's trying to get in the next compilation of the left calling for violence. That's all he's doing. <laughs> Particularly one politician going after another. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if you do a comedy podcast or something, parody law will probably protect you. But when you're Richard, who is anything but <laughs> jovial, it's very serious at all times. It seems like a, a bad instinct to be like, he should be stomped. He should get his shit kicked in. It's interesting, though. Yeah, like uh, Craig pointed out, usually Richard's doing the curb stomping. Uh, and this isn't even curb stomping. This is just get him, get him to the ground and stomp him <laughs> wherever you are. Uh, but yeah, he goes on to tell us exactly who should be doing that. I, that if he shows his face in New York, he deserves to be stomped by everybody of the Jewish faith, by everybody who <laughs> lost yeah. any family members or loved ones during 9-11. Right. By everybody who had any family members that survived the Holocaust, this guy is a thief. He's a liar. Folks, let me tell you something. Lying is is is, is a line that you 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 can't cross. He's a thief. <laughs> He's rattled. <laughs> He's pissed. He's a <laughs> He's a piece of shit. I gotta say, um in Manhattan. I would think the Jews and people who survived 9-11 would be 
decent chunk of the population. <laughs> There's going to be a wild manhunt for Kevin McCarthy if, if Ojeda has his way. I think he's talking about um, George Santos, the guy that lied about everything and got elected. Oh, man. well, either way, I, I thought he mentioned uh, Kevin McCarthy. He's but. the dude that came out and said that he, he goes, no, I didn't say I was Jewish. I said I was Jewish. Well, rewind. Let me hear that. Uh, whoops. We want to know exactly who to stop and when. Let me pull this back up here. No, because uh, this guy, uh, before he ran, divorced his wife, said he was gay, then said he was Jewish, even though he's not. Right. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me get to the right spot. Yeah, I would hate for the wrong guy to get stomped. Yeah, I think Kevin no, McCarthy. I, I think Kevin McCarthy's safe for now. Okay. From the uh, big foot of Ojeda. Actually, he's probably like a size eight foot. I'm going to tell you another thing, too. I don't care. This is a guy that if he shows his face in New York, he deserves to be stomped by everybody. Of, he, says, uh, he says a name before that. Yeah, I think the, the meme is of Santos. We should all be outraged, and I agree. I agree. I want to see. I'm waiting to see what Kevin McCarthy's going to say. Okay. You know, yeah, Kevin, so he is talking about Santos. He's waiting to see if uh, Kevin McCarthy. Oh. Okay, all right. That's where I got confused. Kevin McCarthy is the new Speaker of the House. All right, hey, again. you know what? Nobody stomp Kevin McCarthy. He's safe. <laughs> find find that liar, George Santos. Yeah. Sorry for any confusion. If you see Kevin McCarthy, do not stomp him. <laughs> just, just, just for the record. Just scare him. Go up to him and be like, you have no idea how close you came, and then walk away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. You're welcome. <laughs> just whisper you're welcome into his ear and leave. Just go close call. <laughs> As you walk by him. Sappers clear the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fact. Uh, yep. Uh, I left <laughs> I left that in this next clip, by the way. Um, oh, good. This one is a new segment. Oh yeah, we have a, we I might not be new to the show, but we haven't seen this yet uh, this year. So he's always introduced. That's the thing about Richard; he's always innovating and introducing new ideas. Congress, and that's a fact. All right, we got anything else? We got some airmail. That was about it. Okay, good. We got Hold, on. Mail. Hold on, the excitement. This guy stinks. Hey. Not Ojeda, the the producer. Oh, he's terrible. I know. I like. I would be annoyed with him too. Good, good on Ojeda for not, not hiding his anger at this fucker. But he like, the guy's introducing a whole segment, and he's like, I don't know, we got some horse shit. I, I rewound it too because I don't know why, but every time this kid comes on to the program, it sounds like he's underwater. Huh. So let's see. Congress, and that's a fact. All right, we got anything else? We got some airmail. <laughs> it literally sounds like he's in a fish tank. <laughs> Richard, I'm drowning. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense because the girl sounded perfect. And we have a mean transition. See, that sounds good. Yeah, listen, listen to the the bubble. Like it's the the water filter in a in a friggin' fish tank. Listen. We got some airmail. That was about it. Okay, good. We got airmail. Good to go. What do we got? You can hear him thinking out loud. <laughs> he goes, all right, what do we got? He goes, all right, let's see. Let's see here. <laughs> Cut the got? green wire. <laughs> Look. <laughs> What's next? You just see him get shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the wrong button, Richard. <laughs> Whoops. Good to go. What do we got? 
but I didn't win the election. I won lost big league. Okay, I love I, just harsh I, noises. <laughs> I, I left the uh, like right after the. This was the end of the clip, but I left right after the intro just because him his enthusiasm's gone. Like <laughs> like as soon as soon as the intro's done playing, he's, he's just like, all right. <laughs> There's no one that gets more rock hard to shit on Trump, and they they've stolen that from Ojeda. <laughs> Even Richard can't get it up for this segment. Ugh. But I didn't win the election. I lost bigly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that moving forward. Richard seems less than thrilled with his staff so far in the new year. How could his team, be, as he yeah. calls them, it's got you. Got to be. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Stud Joe Depot, by the way, for alerting me today. Go follow uh, follow his work because he puts together some very good Stuttering John videos. As I like well. I like shows like this though because uh, it, it 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 makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> oh, I that, I meant to say that actually. Any anyone that complains about Craig, it's like it, it could get worse you know? <laughs> significantly. Which, by the way, I mean, the more we mention Matt from Rhode Island. And he continues to taunt us on the internet. And yet, again, maybe my hearing's going. Do you hear my phone ringing? No, no. Uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, let's listen. Maybe it's mine. <laughs> nope, nothing. Where is this guy? I know he's busy <laughs> trying to get the Justin show back together for its big reunion, but... Box Eating Dad brings up a great point. He goes, imagine that guy with Jerry, like that producer. <laughs> well... I think we said, I think, have I said this before that I kind of look at Ojeda as the liberal Callahan? Like they're, they're not so different. At least Ojeda has a reason to get that hot. <laughs> <laughs> annoyed. Well, Jerry runs hot. Yeah. Annoyed. Maybe, but that hot. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I still, Ojeda and Callahan would be a great show. I <laughs> want, I want that to happen so bad. Cause you know, they're I, just going to be calling each other names within two minutes. That's what I think Craig has to start doing rather than trying to advocate for himself. Play clips of other producers fucking up and just be like, would you, would you rather this guy? Huh? <laughs> Where's Gustin? Uh, let me see just one second. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I'll tell you who wouldn't find Gustin, Jerry. <laughs> it's this fucker. I got to find his name. <laughs> uh, all right. Now. I want to play a little Brendan Shaw because I was on Who Are These Podcasts? Are you familiar? Uh, I think I've heard of it. My good friend Carl is the host. I've mm. been on from time to time. Um, yeah, so I was on WATP and uh, Carl said to me that we were going to do uh, the Golden Hour. right? Because one of the first times I was on, we did the King, the Sting, and the Wing. Which is a po- was a podcast with Schaub, Chris D'Elia, and Theo Vaughn, and sometimes Eric Griffin. And Theo Vaughn finally smartened up and hightailed it the fuck out of there. Didn't want anything to do with these two anymore. Uh, so good on Theo Vaughn. So now Schaub, D'Elia, and Griffin do the same podcast together, but they call it the Golden Hour. Mm-hmm. And Carl had me listen to the first episode. Um, I think they're only on like episode 10 or something like that. So it's not too far back. I do have a quick but question. If, quick question. Yeah. Remember how, uh, Delia said he went away for a month. Yeah. 
Uh, is there any any word on if anyone proved that wrong? Like, uh, I don't know. Did the so goal- they are talking about Kanye here, but it was the early. You could tell Kanye hasn't been on Alex Jones yet. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, the, the timeline still does line up. Okay. Damn. Lucky um, him. But yeah, so uh, Carl had me listen to episode one of the Golden Hour. Uh, which I did, and we played a lot of good clips on WATP. And then I mentioned when we were done, I said, oh, do you have the clip of Brendan's story about getting robbed? I think Carl listens to so many of these podcasts mm-hmm. that like when he has enough clips, he's like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. <laughs> cut, cut me. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a worn down boxer at that point. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, He's had enough. <laughs> Uh, so he goes, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, you got, you got to find it. And he goes, you're going to make me go back to this podcast. <laughs> and so then last night when we were doing WATS, I said, Hey, Carl, you got to play that Brendan Schaub thing. I can send you the timestamp if you want. And he goes, no, Mike, I'm not playing this. <laughs> I saw that. So it, it, the duty fell to me. I have no choice, but to play this audio. Um, I'm amazed this missed us, honestly, because I would have thought this would have been all over the fighter and the kids subreddit. Uh, is this the brush with death or dudes? We'll get to we'll get to the dudes. The dudes is just vintage Brendan, but the brush with death is, I mean, I think one of the greatest lies told in podcast history. Uh, and I'm intrigued because Carl said he really hates Eric Griffin now because of this. No, no, he just meant because of the podcast in general. Okay, okay. Yeah, he just didn't like Eric Griffin on the butch. If you listen to the episode, I understand. Well, knowingly, um, knowingly doing a show with Crystalia after all the shit's coming out, good on Theo Vaughn, honestly. Yeah, and that was my defense of Eric Griffin is like these two just bring you down. You know, <laughs> I don't know if it's his fault. It's it's a great point. Uh, so do you remember? Probably about a year ago, um. Brendan Schaub, there was some big car accident yep. in the LA area and Brendan Schaub claimed he was there and then the fighter and the kids subreddit exposed he was lying. I thought it turned out he was not lying. Well, and then he came out with like the woman messaged him on Twitter and thanked him or something and that was his proof. Oh, I thought that was like video. No, it was weird. So I don't, I honestly don't know if he was lying about that. And at the time I have, no, I had no point of reference for Brendan being like a pathological liar or anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I guess that's possible. Uh, now I question everything. You have to. And maybe you guys won't agree with me. Let me know in the chat. Craig, let me know. Everyone, give me a thought. Be honest with me. Say, Give it to me straight here. Uh, but I think this is one of the great lies ever told in podcasting history. You know, when he tells the truth, uh, then wake me up. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know back then. I didn't realize he was a pathological liar, but <laughs> Let's we'll, see. we'll see. It was one Let of those things. Yeah. Bro, biggest break in my career at the time. I'm on the ultimate fighter. Okay. Before you go on, yeah. to, they bring you out and you stay at the uh, Palace Station Casinos in the back of the strip, which are ghetto. Yeah, super hoodie. So just, they, um, Eric Griffin before this was telling a story about his, uh, his neighbor, like, Basically being disrespectful, like leaving trash out in the uh, front of the apartment complex and all this kind of shit and like having to confront him. Friggin' neighbors. And while he's telling the story, Brendan goes, uh, yeah, I got a better story than this, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, I wish you timestamped that. 
<laughs> it, it wasn't quite like he goes, um, I, no, I think that's actually what he said. Yeah, I, I got a better story than this, but go ahead. Uh, so then Eric Griffin tells his story, and Brendan's not listening the, the entire time. He's just like, well, I can't wait to tell this story. And so he unleashes this on us. But the Fertitas owned it, so they put the entire cast there. So you stay there the night before, before you go into the nice house to get on the reality show. The only rule, they take your phone, they go, you can't leave this room. You leave this room, you're off the show. Okay. No matter what happens, okay. you leave this room, you're off the show. We'll bring you food. You go to sleep, wake up, we'll take you to the house. Anybody leaves this room, you're off the show. Okay. Right, Pause one second. I, that's probably true. But I would imagine there's extenuating circumstances for that, right? How long is he talking? Like, let's just pretend, because that is probably true with most like reality shows and shit. They make you do stuff like that. Let's just pretend there's a fire in the hotel. <laughs> they probably let you leave for that, right? No. Can't. You don't think so? They make him burn to the ground with it? No, from a, a guy, you know, the guy who runs the company slaps women, allegedly. That's true. All right. So you might be right. Maybe there's no holds barred there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But yeah. uh, I, I would assume there's extenuating circumstances to that, but who knows? Let's continue. Oh. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter, yeah. season 10, right. biggest season of all time. Uh, I also want to say Ultimate Fighter, they, they stay in a house. Not even a oh, hotel. Really? Yeah. It's like a Are house. Are you sure they did it that season, though? I'm not positive, but every season I've seen, they're in a house. This might have been a bit different. I believe they were in a hotel at some point. I, I kind of believe that. But that, believe me, that's the least of our issues when we get done with this. Maybe it was around the finale, like the last two fights or something. Yeah. Let's not question that because there's so much else to question. Right, well, so anyway, 10, 10 million episodes. Uh, that's fine. So, so about it all it's whatever. Episodes. No, dude. So <laughs> I've been told, I've been, you don't know this story, Dino. So listen, I'm listening. So <laughs> <You know. laughs> He's been holding on to that one. <laughs> no, I've said it like seven times. You said oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, these guys get it every time. Okay, yeah, okay, it's a okay. reference. So um, I, I highly enjoyed the fact that they cut to the producer's booth just to show them laughing, not say anything, <laughs> and then cut back. And these guys get it. He's like a guy doing crowd work. <laughs> so you, this guy over here gets what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, understand me. Just oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, these guys get it every time. Okay, yeah, okay, it's okay. a reference. So um, I fall asleep. Fall asleep. I wake up to next door shouting. I hear two guys. Nah, bitch. Nah, bitch. Oh, fuck. Don't touch me. Don't fuck me. I hear one guy go, and the walls are paper. Then I hear one guy go, nah, fuck this bitch. I'm going to kill this bitch. Hold her down. Hold her down. I'm like, oh, oh, what? I, I wake up. I'm like, what the All right, fuck? So already, I believe the conversations like this happen in the world. But have you ever been in a hotel where you could that clearly hear conversation next door? Unfortunately, I have. You have. But okay. So it, it exists. All right. So, so far, we're, everything's possible. Everything's in place still. But a, a hotel that you're getting put up in by the UFC, I'm going to go with doubtful. Yeah. Well, he said it was a shithole. So maybe he needed that to make it believable. But all right. So far, we'll allow it. He could hear every word of this conversation. Happening, and I hear, and he goes, nah, man, no, 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 not with a knife. Get the fucking gun. Get the gun. Oh, and I'm I, like, oh I, my god, these walls are paper thin. I don't want to get shot, and that lady's about to get killed over there. So I'm in my underwear, army crawl. It's two in the morning. I'm army crawling the ground, not to get shot. And then I, and then all right, I now to, I have to interject again. Mm -hmm. Why is the army crawling? Because if they start shooting, he wants to be below like head height, body height. He's getting low to avoid the bullets. That I would that would make sense. You can't just walk. You don't think you could just walk to the door? Well, if he, if so, you get up to walk. You start walking. They start shooting. It goes through the drywall. It'll hit okay. you. 
All right, he's army crawling. This is a very believable scenario so I far. Now he's hate, army crawling in his boxers to the door. I hate doing this so far, but so no, no, far you're good. I cannot, I cannot find a hole in the logic yet. The truth, okay. I don't know. The logic right. so far, so good. Uh, but then you know what? it's probably a true story. But we'll continue uh, just for good measure. Like the door, and he goes, "Wait, wait, what's that?" I'm like. So I'm like trying to do the door all like quiet. And he goes, no, there's somebody outside. And I just fucking, and I'm like, man, fuck it. I don't want to get shot. I don't want to die. I'd rather not do this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if they fire me for this and fuck it. Mm-hmm. I open that door. I fucking sprint down the hallway. My underoos. Wow. I get to the main, like main. How old was he and how, why is he wearing underoos? That's the big question I have. I think he just means underwear. That's how he ta- He thinks that oh, underoos is a funnier word than underwear. Oh, cause that's an actual thing for children. I know. I know. <laughs> Okay. I get the, to the casino. I'm like, dude, uh, these two pimps are about to kill this hooker inside their yeah, fucking yeah, room. Yeah. You got to get up there. I mean, you don't know that that's what they No, do. it was. I heard them. Yeah, yeah. They're talking about money and her sucking dick. So then they fucking I mean, come get on. <laughs> He knows every detail of their lives uh, from this conversation. Box eating dad. Let's murder someone. Let's get as loud as possible and announce it. Then Thank you. you bo- finally, some logic, box eating dad. Thank you. I said that's my is like he's hearing every word of their lives. I didn't say I didn't say the story was true, but I said so far the you can hear people sometimes. Hey, you, in- Greg Henderson, my accomplice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then choose the most traceable and noticeable method of killing someone in a hotel. Yeah, and then can you imagine you walk out of your hotel room and Brendan Schaub in his boxers is running at you? <laughs> that would be terrifying. I'd rather get shot. <laughs> I'd rather get shot for sure. Great, show us the room. I'm like, well, it's 201. I don't want to fucking go up there. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, see yeah, 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 It's yeah, 201. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, you just come with us. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, can I get a change of clothes on my underwear? Like, just show us you go around your room. So I'm going up there, and then they're like, just stay here. I'm like, dude, I'm in my fucking underwear. They get them. They're fighting. They're fighting. And the guy sees me, and they, he's in cuffs at this point. They, they're, they're driving my room. He goes, oh, hell no, white boy. All right. We see what's up. We coming back here. We're going to kill you. We're going to kill you. I don't believe so this at all. Hey, the uh, cops made him. The cops made him take them up to the room and stand there as they drag out the, the perpetrator. You know what? We're cops. We have a hard enough time finding witnesses. So can you stand here as we pull the perp by you, please? Not only not only can you stand there. He asked not to be there. And they said, no, we need you here. <laughs> Only a man of your expertise and skills can help us in this situation, Brendan. Yeah, imagine that guy, though. Who's the snitch? And then seeing that monster. Yeah, We want to make sure the guy that uh, fingered these two (laughs) is in the hallway while we drag him out. Yeah, no thanks. Um, That's the part where, like, like I said, the reason he's army crawling makes sense. I didn't say it was true. Like, well, so here's the thing. When was season 10 of uh, The Fighter? Whatever the fuck it was. The Ultimate Fighter? Let's see. Season 10. Ultimate. Because if true, this is one of the more interesting stories that you could tell on a podcast. 2009. Okay. So it took him, what, at the time, 13 years? Yeah. How the fuck? How, how has he not said this before? It took him 13 years to tell this story, this brush with death, where he literally heard a woman about to be murdered. And here's another thing that I would like to throw in there. He says, no, no, no. Don't use the knife. Get the gun. That's what Brendan heard. 
Yeah, no, normal conversation. In the amount of time it took Brendan to sneak out of the room after that and run down and get cops, which are apparently on on site for some reason. It's in the hood. He runs down and gets the cops. All this time they didn't shoot this bitch. Yeah, like, these late. The, uh, the, are they doing a fucking movie scene where they was, have, need a build up? I was just gonna say, like, how how many times we have to hear him talk like he's in a movie script? Yeah. Well, I can't wait to kill you. I hope future UFC star Brendan Schaub isn't getting help right now, <laughs> because that would be very bad for this murder. Yeah, and ugh, no, like, this is this didn't happen. This will be easily provable too. If there's an arrest and everything. They can let's hear. Let's play it out. What? I'm like, no, no, no. no I, I was walking to my room. He's like, no, oh, fuck you, tattletale. You fucking snitch. And so we're gonna come back. So Brendan is just a, pretending to be a guy walking to his room. This guy's a he. It must be him. My big <laughs> takeaway is that in this story, his gangster, this big bad gangster, it goes, hey, you're a tattletale. Well, that's a yeah, right. I'm sure he said tattletale. <laughs> you're a tattletale. <laughs> But, like, he has no reason to think Brendan Shaw ratted them out. You know? I mean, if if, if the the cops are standing him right by the door as he comes out. But that, well, that I, based on this story, Brendan's, like, pretending to get back into his room, right? He's not standing with the cop like that. Get him, boys! <laughs> that's him right there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, if that's the case, then it's Brendan's fault for wanting the, the glory of arresting this guy. I think it. I think it's his fault. Another thing I would ask, why can't you call the cops from your room? Because he had to run to get away from the bullets. Potential bullets. I guess. I'm not that afraid of bullets. Uh, (laughs) Like coming through the wall and getting me. I don't know. If it doesn't hit a stud, it will come through like nothing. Okay. That's a fact. Right. That's it. Craig that's a, is that's a, fact. a lot of hotel room killings before. No, I got to the gun range. I shot everything at gun ranges. Besides, that's not living. Just objects. But Play like uh, studs will stop a bullet or at least slow it down a ton. Play like, the drywall now. And kill my boys. I'm going to tell them we're going to kill you. I'm like, oh, right. So I get security. I'm like, so they're threatening murder again in front of the police. That will just add time to. They're racking up charges here. <laughs> that's Also, by the way, these men aren't saying. We're not guilty. They're saying, oh, we're very guilty. And this guy's next on the list. <laughs> Room's like, we're booked, man. I was like, well, no, just okay, you, you go I back. don't want to stay you here. Go back. Brendan has now been a witness to an attempted murder. And he says, hey, can you, can I change? I'm not comfortable here. Seems like a relatively you know, sensible request. Mm-hmm. And this is how both the hotel and the TV show respond to him. They're, they're driving my room. He goes, oh, hell no, white boy. All right, we see what's up. We coming back here. We're going to kill you. We're going to kill you. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, no, no. No, I, I was walking to my room. What? I was like, oh, fuck you, tattletale. You fucking snitch. And we're going to come back and kill my boys. I'm going to tell them we're going to kill you. I'm like, oh, right. So I get security. I'm like, can I just change rooms? Like, we're booked, man. I was like, yeah. well, no, just... <laughs> then I don't want to stay here. They're like, where are you going to go? And then the ultimate fight. Where are you going to go? <laughs> that's what that's what hotels usually say. Where are you going to go, pussy? <laughs> They're in you on little it. Bitch, what are you going to cry about it? You going to run to your mommy? Well, the guy at the hotel is clearly the big pimp. <laughs> so murder has been threatened on this man. 
And the hotel is saying, no, you can't leave. But what does the show say? Then I don't want to stay here. They're like, where are you going to go? And then the Ultimate Fighter staff's like, no, we don't have another room for you. You have to stay here. You're off the show. <laughs> so I literally stayed up hey, all night. Too, bra- night. too bad, Brendan. You're facing death tonight, whether you like it or not. Even Chris is like, come on, dude. <laughs> the police witnessed a threat to you of your, of your life. A man said, I'm going to come back here and kill you. And threw in his race, which makes the hate crime. I want to know Rogan's thoughts on Schaub still associating with Dalia. <sighs> you know what? I'll say this. Brendan Schaub's not a smart man. Nope. Like, I don't know what he thinks Dalia did or didn't do. But he's loyal to his friends. You got to give him that. Oh, for sure. A thousand percent. You know, <laughs> you got to give him that. He's not. Percent. He didn't just turn his back on his boys. Yeah, but at some point, you got to look at this shit, especially that new thing that came out. Yeah, that's rough. And but, be like, ah, dude, that's your voice. Well, well, to that, he probably will. I assume that podcast does good numbers and makes you good money. No, I know. But I mean, no. pedophiles. He looks at it and says, hey, keep racking in the dough while we can. Pedophiles make great company. Well, you know. Oh, I thought you <laughs> said, I thought you were going to, the story was going to be. That I, I died. The door and they were, oh, and they were playing oh, like. <laughs> well, I'll let Eric Griffin say it for me. He, did you hear Brendan? Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, you thought that I died? <laughs> you were going to, the story was going to be, that and I, I died. the door, and they were, and they were playing, like, Yeah, that's what we game. thought. We thought that you died. This is a real fucking, <laughs> no, no, that it was. <laughs> yeah, Brendan. I mean, Delia doesn't even stop. That's what I, I said uh, on WATP. I was like, I'll give Delia credit for this. He will throw some jabs at Brendan and be like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> and then Shab will punch a hole in his chest. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I th- I thought it was a crazy story to believe. Oh, that's not true. If that the was, idea that we never heard that. Well, let me let me ask you this, Mike. Uh, they're filming a TV show, right? Cameras all over at the ready. You think once they caught a whiff of this, they weren't going to make it part of the show? It's a good point, too. Yeah. You don't Even think if you didn't get any footage, just have Brendan explain Explain it right after it happened in the hallway of the hotel. Right. Oh, yeah, because there have to be cameras there getting footage of them in the hotel room. Footage everywhere. Cameras everywhere. Yeah. So I hate to say, I think it might be a lie. <laughs> Unfortunately, he might not uh, be telling the truth. But then just as a little palate, whether you believe the story or not, as a little palate cleanser, uh, we just have they're talking about like domestic violence. And Brendan brings up an astute point about gay couples. So then what happened? And I talked to, they, they were like, you just got to stay here. Nothing. I was literally so scared all night and nothing happened. They picked me up. The- so by the way, uh, the timestamp was slightly weird. So there's a little extra fat on this clip. Well, no, I like that because it's him saying like nothing happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, I stayed there all night. I was terrified. <laughs> But, uh, you know, the, the gentlemen packed up their things and they left accordingly. <laughs> Twenty seven a.m. Drove to the house. That was my first time in the house. Didn't sleep. Twenty-four. And hours. there was a woman in the, in the place. Yeah, but then when the cops came to arrest the dude, she started fighting the cop. Oh, of course. yeah. She loved her pill. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> hey, thanks for saving my life. Good dish, good dish. Brendan's like, you know what? I don't think this story was unbelievable enough. <laughs> Let me add now something I wasn't going to mention because this is like a few seconds like they had kind of drifted away. 
from the main part of the story. So he wasn't even going to mention this. It just popped back into his mind here. And I respect it. That's the scariest thing for cops, domestic mm, violence, because yeah. they get there and the wife is all beat up. Mm. Then they start the name. Get off my man. No, you know what? You know what's even scarier? Eye is hanging out. You know, that's my husband. Yep. That's my husband. Titty all bruised. No, yeah. no. You know what's even worse? Gay domestic violence because two dudes. Oh. My father-in-law was a cop for thirty years. When he was like, when it was a d- domestic violence of two gay dudes, because they don't fight like men and women. It, they're dudes, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Paul love, well, and, they, and they love oh. each other. And they love each other. They love that yeah, butt yeah, yeah. sex, right? Yeah, and we know they try to, uh, And they fucking... Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because you got two dudes. Brendan's they're grasp good. on gay relations is that of a fourth grader in 1999. <laughs> they have sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, how insulting is it to gay people? Like, they love each other. Like, you know, us straight guys... We'll just fuck and, and move on. But these queers love each other. Gay guys actually enjoy each other's company. <laughs> you know how these guys are? They fall in love. Unlike me and my wife, apparently, because all I do is a trasher on stage. <laughs> but sex, right? Yeah, and we know they try to, uh, And they fucking. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you got two dudes. Very graphic. But you know what I'm saying? Two dudes. Yeah, I understand <laughs> the dudes. They're not like. <laughs> If that's the only clip I ever saw of Chris D'Elia, I'd be like, I'm a fan of this guy. This guy gets it. <laughs> and then you go watch his stand up and it's like, ah, bah, 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 bah. thanks, Chris. Brendan gets so into, he should do a podcast about something somehow related to the gay community, because that's the issue that he's truly passionate about. Cocks and butt sex are the things that he really lights up about when you talk, but it, he doesn't get that way for UFC or like real, you know, in-depth comedy talk. His passions uh, are talking about erections and anal sex. Yeah, he can he can call it everything but the anal. He likes everything <laughs> about the gay lifestyle except for the sex. Right. Yes. Yeah. He immerses himself in the gay community. I'd listen. <laughs> Episode one: Everything but the anal. Uh, whatever brand jeans he's wearing that day, you know. Yeah. I don't know. What, did, the, did the chat agree with me that it's a lie, or am I? Uh, do you oh, think yeah. I'm wrong here? No, everyone's thinking it's a lie. Like I said, oh. I wasn't. I wasn't justifying the uh, truth. I understand the army crawl thing. It made sense to me. It just like the visual of it. I didn't understand. Like your army crawling to the door at the beginning of a story we haven't heard in 14 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just felt like a lie. The visual felt like a lie to me. Well, hearing the whole thing, I think the whole story is a lie. So he was just yeah. adding it for effect. Hey, hey, Jim Franklin, get that gun for it. Hand it over to me, Anthony Graziano. <laughs> I think that's actually a guy. Is I, I think so. The name sounds familiar. <laughs> Just uh, having full on conversations where they're saying, I'm going to cut her throat and I'm going to let her bleed out. Now, this was uh, premeditated. <laughs> So for any witnesses out there, just know that I want when I walked into this room, I planned on killing this bitch. <laughs> this is definitely going to be murder one if I'm caught. Ha ha ha. Yeah, it wasn't an accident. You can rule out manslaughter, and I want everyone out there to know you can rule out a crime of passion as well. And if you need, uh, this to- was a business <laughs> transaction. She was prostituting herself. <laughs> and if you need to call me later, I'm going to put my number on the desk drawer. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll make it easier for you guys. Here's my address. Uh, you know, I, I'm probably going to stop home for a change of clothes before I try to skip town. <laughs> <laughs> I just brushed my teeth and I left the toothbrush right at the sink. 
<laughs> oh, and just to make it real easy, my DNA is everywhere. So uh, you're not going to don't no sweat. <laughs> oh, Brendan. I'll just leave they, these uh, Polaroids of me doing it right on the next. To the he's TV. a lovable, a lovable liar, Brendan. He's been witness to murders and fatal car accidents. And somehow there's no evidence of any of this. I think Shab just heard uh, Rogan's cocaine friend story and was like, I got to one up this. Well, literally in the story, he hears Eric Griffin say, I, I got I got the, a, a story about this real pain in the ass. And, what, and Brendan goes, I got a better one, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believed uh, Rogan's story about that guy. What guy breaking every? Did you listen to him in Portnoy? Oh, the one we were talking about the other day, the cocaine yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't not believe. Rogan doesn't strike me as a liar. Not when it comes to that shit. Yeah. Plus, um, all his other stuff, it seems factually correct. <laughs> right, so. and there's ever. I mean, like if you talk to anyone that grew up in fucking Dorchester or that area, they all. Oh my fuck, my cousins. Uh, fiance, fucking her father ran numbers for Whitey back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like uh, I went to college with a girl in Everett, and her big story was uh, or from Everett, and her big story was that like her uncle delivered mail to Whitey, and I was like, okay, so he's just a mailman in that neighborhood. Yeah, I've heard stories of uh, like <clears throat> people and like my cousins and shit talking about family being affiliated, and I'm like, I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we had a we. Uh, what time are we at here? Uh, fifty four. We had a clip of uh, Joey Diaz talking about Chris D'Elia. There wasn't much there. I just thought it was interesting that he addressed it. Uh yeah, heavily. He did try to skirt the issue a little bit. He called him out uh, by name, which no one else has done yet. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he he said there's a documentary about Chris D'Elia, which if he was really trying to cover up for him, he wouldn't have mentioned that, but. He basically talked um, about how he moved out of California because of everyone that's still there. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought uh, Chef Lewis tipped me off to that. I thought it was kind of interesting, but maybe we'll play it another time. Um, maybe we'll play that Opie thing another time. But I want to play another game of tap out when you're ready. <laughs> because I'm willing to sit here all day <laughs> and watch this interview if you if you'd like. Um, so you guys just let me know when you get sick of it, but, uh, Carl, it's not going to take long. I've watched like 10 or about five minutes. Probably. What do you mean? It's not going to take long. (laughs) People are going to be like, all right, enough. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I love it. I think I, I can't get enough of it, but, uh, Carl was on Harrison Young's podcast, a local guy here in Massachusetts and Harrison Young's topic time was profiled on WATP a couple months ago. And when they profiled him, they played an episode where he was interviewing a gentleman named Nick Kardashian. Are you familiar? No. Why, he's the Kardashian's brother, of course. I thought that was uh, Rob. (laughs) Craig, you are so stupid. (laughs) No. It's Nick Kardashian. He just chooses not to be on the show. <laughs> so what happened is a guy who claims he's Nick Kardashian uh, 
a not he hasn't just duped Harrison Young. He has like an IMDb page and shit. I assume if the Kardashian family ever finds out about him, he will be served papers. But <laughs> he told Harrison Young he was a Kardashian, so Harrison just interviews him. He's like, "Oh, really? So, <laughs> what's it like being part of that family?" <laughs> So he's an older gentleman who does like a public access TV show. And then he put, so it airs in um, like uh, South shore of Massachusetts. And then he puts that on YouTube. And uh, so, you know, he found out who Carl was. He responded and he was a good sport about it, which is always, always the smart play when you're on WATP. So then Carl went on topic time with Harrison young and you I, 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 as, a, as you guys know, Carl's been on this podcast and why are you laughing? Uh, the bonus episode up now, by the way, if you're listening to this for free. Um, so make sure you listen to that. Uh, I think Carl's a good podcast guest. Wouldn't have him on otherwise. I think he's uh, an interesting listen, but today <laughs> Harrison Young is the real star. Um, yeah. I think the very beginning of this is the best part of the interview. The snaps. Uh, oh, the, the the theme song is great. It's awesome. But even right out of the gate, Harrison Young gives us a gem. So all the background, all the background you really need is he's an out of touch older man who rambles and uh, doesn't quite know how to end a question. <laughs> I love the snapping. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Topic Time in 2023. Happy New Year. I hope you all had a delightful uh, popping the champagne corks and all that good stuff. Uh, we have an awesome show tonight. You guys may remember uh, WATP, who are these podcasts, and they profiled me. Well, that, by the way, me. is nothing. <laughs> nope. So- that is not their theme song. It's not anything that he just sang there. Nope, not even close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the ringleader here, Carl Hamburger, uh, it's by Zoom. He's out in Rochester, New York. We're here in beautiful Carver, Massachusetts. But before we get to him, got to read these incredible underwriters, and then we will commence per usual. So, oh, by the way, Jewel. if I could tell you, the reason I thought of that Warthog clip is because it was filmed in the same studio that Harrison Young does his program. <laughs> And in fact, Harrison has been there so long that he only missed the Warthog by like a, a year or two. Really? So they could have been a team, a dynamic duo. Oh, that would have been great. If it was the Warthog, Warthog podca- uh, uh, producing for Harrison Young. If it was Warthog as Benjamin Franklin with Harrison Young. <laughs> oh, I wrote it. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> He's right here in the building. Ronald Darwin, Lyle Delano Goldsmiths. We got Kingston Auto Body in Kingston. We can talk we over this. We got the Gunrunner LLC in Middlebury. Yeah. Does it list his sponsors? We got New England Force Gates. How does, he, how does this guy have so many Barney sponsors? We got Brian's Auto and Tire Service in Middlebury. I feel like he might just like be doing these crazy people favors. It might be like friends businesses or something. We got Good Old Dave's Automotive in Hanson right here on Route 58 up the road. We got Rodney's Kitchen in Or he's good at tricking them. DNS Auto Works. See how big my show is? Right here on Route 58. I'm going Everybody national, baby. This is of Kahalane and Stefani in Brockton. Well, he's a big star now. in workman's comp and personal injury law. And I want to thank you guys very much. And now, um, Kyle Hamburger, how you doing, man? 
I am very well excited to be on the show with you, Harrison. Okay, so I'm excited too. This is uh, hold on, right hold on. You look like you're in the. Um. <laughs> so, as an interviewer, you have to be a, a decent listener. You have to have a keen ear and pick up on things because that way, when someone says something interesting or kind of offbeat or something that might lead you somewhere, you pick up on it and you can go down that road. So. He's going to ask Carl some, you know, basic setup questions. <laughs> listen, listen to how well Harrison listens. Same room you were in that you did the podcast, you know, profiling me. And it, and it, and it was a sweet, sweet profile. I really enjoyed you did it. I know Adam Thoreau was a great guest. Uh, he's a big fan of the show. He literally snuck, snuck that one in behind me because I didn't know he was going to do that, that he was going to send you all those clips. But uh, Can I just so say, too, by did. the way, um, I don't know. I've never heard anyone else refer to what Carl does as a profile of their podcast. <laughs> oh, you profiled me. He introduced me to your audience. That's sweet of you. He probably never listened to it. I wonder. And well, no, because you know what? He references like them talking about Nick Kardashian and shit. So I think he did listen. I don't know if he's just a really good sport or if he didn't get it. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, I've watched the beginning snap part of this video like 20 times. Just the face and him snapping is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would say we should add that to our outro, but that's WATP property, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially since he's on the show. <laughs> yeah. I, when I opened up YouTube, I was opening it up to... Thought for one of my own shows, and then I saw this, and I go, "What is this?" And then I clipped it on, and then I said, "Oh my goodness!" And now we got like we get the whole we get the whole breakdown of this day. It's gonna keep going. I was drinking my coffee. It's not just the views on YouTube. We also have an audio podcast with uh, probably twenty thousand downloads on that. So you're getting lots oh, of look at Carl measuring you, his dick. I'm happy to to bring you to the pretty mass. big dick. Oh wait, what? Jesus, hold on a second. Pretty big dick from Carl there. <laughs> my God, how did Richard not get poked in the eye? Jesus. <laughs> Carl's dick is huge. Uh, Harrison, if I may, it's not just YouTube. Uh, we have about 20,000 audio listeners. Hmm? That's pretty good. You doing that on a good day, you prick? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's not just the views on YouTube. We also have an audio podcast with uh, probably 20,000 downloads on that. So you're getting lots of people Whoa. discovering to bring you to the past. <laughs> If he knows those numbers, he's never coming here. <laughs> Harrison. Well, I, I am too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're obviously a fan as well. And Adam knew what he was doing. He knew, you know, he, he had some great connections up there. So now, but now, now you've seen my show. You saw me talk to that guy that, that was allegedly a Kardashian. And by the way, Alex producer wants to do my show. He's now finally doubting that. it. So, All right. He probably, well, maybe he did listen and they were like, this guy is not real. Yeah, well, allegedly, I'm still working on the case. He might oh, we'll be. See about that. I don't know. He did text me, but he didn't. He never returned the text that I sent him. So, and plus, we've heard, we've heard some really you know uncouth stuff about him, and that's fine too. We don't mind a little uncouthness, but we still we still gotta maintain <laughs> sort of a not a G level, but we you know I'm as uncouth as the next guy. <laughs> By the way, this t Harrison seems like the utmost professional, and he seems like a very straight laced guy when he interviews. But then I'm pretty sure Carl said this on, on the show last night, so I don't feel bad saying it. Um, but when he, he said when the show, like towards the end of the show, Harrison goes, uh, he goes, yeah, let me know any, um, you know, any potential guests. 
especially especially single young girls because I'm single. <laughs> he just throws that out there out of nowhere. You never you never watched Tim and Eric Awesome Show, right? Not really. No. Ugh, this that's that's why I'm enjoying this. Is this guy seems like a character they made up? Yeah, he he's too good a character to the point where I wonder is he a genius and he's fooled all of us. He might be. But it, it, there's some subtle nuances that I don't even know if the, uh, you know, the great Andy Kaufman could have thought of. Here. I mean, I, I'd have to, I'd have to prep him before if he was going to do the show with me anyway. But in the meantime, I'm focusing on you. So as you know, I, I do with every guest is I try to, regardless of whether they're here or with me or at a Zoom location, is I just profile them specifically, try to find out what they were like as kids, ask a million questions. And then you answer as many as you can. You know, he's already done that. Yeah. And I think this part coming up is where me and you were talking about earlier. <laughs> he, he, uh, he doesn't know how to end a question, but he eventually will and get this out to Carl. And then if you have, if you want me to slow down, you tell me and I will. So tell me about yourself. Where did you grow up? how did you get into this line? It looks like it's pretty, you know, you got a pretty deal, pretty good deal going on there. It looks like you're Hold sitting on. in the, Already he's fired out two questions that are totally separate. <laughs> Where did you grow up and how did you get into this line of work? <laughs> Where'd you grow up? This current room you're sitting in. Tell me about it. <laughs> I don't know. Does he want one word answer? Like Rochester. And uh, I was a podcast fan. <laughs> of a pawn shop there with a lot of cool stuff. So tell me how that, so tell me how it got started for you. Where did you grow up? And how did this is the part. <laughs> By the way, that I was I, ta- I was I was alluding to earlier. I just want to make sure everyone's focused on. No, I know. I feel like I did an okay job of that, but continue. Yeah, I'm just trying to help, you know. So tell me how that. So tell me how it got started for you. Where did you grow up, and how did you get? How, what were you like as a kid? What did you What did you aspire to, and how did it get you where you're at now? I was hoping you would ask that. So I was actually born a poor black child. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. What else? <laughs> that doesn't phase me. So what else you got? <laughs> uh, I thought that was such a funny like answer to start. And then the guy's like, okay. Like I think and, he, and then the funny thing is too, Carl is realizing he doesn't he's not reacting. So he has to go, nah, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no, I think he thought he was telling the truth. I know, but I'm saying like Carl was like <laughs> No, I know. I, that's when he realized he's made a terrible mistake. <laughs> no, I think Carl loved this. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> what did you aspire to, and how did he get you where you're at now? I was hoping you would ask that. So I was actually born a poor black child. No, okay. that's, um, I was a mistake <laughs> in more than one way. Tell me so more about that. My my siblings are much older than I am. Okay. I was not planned. What was and, it like uh, living through the Rodney King beatings? <laughs> What's Kwanzaa actually like? <laughs> if, he, if he just alters his interview now, he's like, I mean, boy, did uh, I assume George Floyd affected us all, but you more than anyone, I would think. Now, I'm going to wrap with you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me drop a beat if you don't mind. <laughs> I am. Um, okay. And uh, when my mother became pregnant, they were excited about it. And then I was born club footed. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of you guys told me about that. Well, what do you got, like a web? Now Carl's talking to him like he's retarded. (laughs) A club? Do you know what what that is, Harrison? What guys? Very good. What guys are going, by the way, this guy you're about to talk to, club feet. (laughs) Well, that's a thing that comes up with Carl a lot. 
but <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, why is that their takeaway? It's a it's a warning. You need to when you're talking to um, you know a mutilated uh, individual. <laughs> everyone needs fair warning. Uh, no, no. Oh, by the way, I am a Carl. It's coming off that I like Carl, right? I, this isn't me shitting on him. <laughs> I never know. I never know if I'm coming off that way, but I just want to put it out there. I'm I'm not, I'm not intentional. You've come across as shitting on him in the past. Well, just anyone. If I if I talk about anyone and I mean it in good spirits, it doesn't come off that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of you guys told me about that. Well, what do you got, like a web foot or something? No, no. Who so Carl's guys, by the way? Is producer Chris just like, ah, he's a club-footed asshole. Uh. <laughs> I do actually, I want to check your call history. Mine? Yeah, I bet it was you. <laughs> Talk about his web feet. <laughs> <laughs> Both of my uh, ankles were turned in so that oh, my, okay. my, the bottoms of my feet were facing each other. Okay. And so because of that, <laughs> I quit yammering, Carl. He's done with your answer. Do you got anything else? <laughs> You've given him all you need. He goes, okay. <laughs> Can you talk? You just give me anything else. Something interesting. These <laughs> surgeries as a baby and had wow. braces and things in order to be able to, to walk and run and do all the things that you could do. And it's interesting because as a child, no one ridiculed me for I, uh, poor black child. That's correct. Yes. I remember you telling me that. <laughs> uh, which, Do I have that right? I marked it down in my notes here. Was this where back then? Were you allowed to go into certain places? <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he also has no concept of Carl's age. Yeah. <laughs> he lived during yeah, the yeah. civil rights movement. Yeah. Did this happen because you got clubbed by cops? <laughs> Being club-footed, it wasn't until I became an adult and admitted that I was club-footed as a child that people started ridiculing me about that. Well, and now that, that uh, a lot of people have a lot of laughs about. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, every, uh, that is pretty good. Everybody has their own deal. It'd be great. I don't um, know if Carl has the acting chops to have pulled it off. But it would be great if he just broke down and wept after telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never talked about that anywhere, but <laughs> it's a lot like the beginning of Forrest Gump. <laughs> I would love to see what Harrison would do in that situation. Like, yeah. okay, uh, you just reads off the advertisers again. <laughs> no, there's there's a there's a pause for when when Carl's taking a big exhale. He's like. <gasps> And then right before the big shriek comes out, he's like, okay. And then he just <laughs> barrels yeah, over. I want to thank uh, Carver Automotive. <laughs> it's interesting you should say that. I was actually born with a right foot that pointed in the wrong direction, too. And really? then he just makes it about himself. It, it, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? This guy's name's Brandon Schaub. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm also club footed. <laughs> I got one better than that. The doctor suggested they do surgery, but my parents said no. And I, my foot's doing just fine. And no one, and no, you know, cause I'm like, I guess I'm just more of a man than you. I can't believe you <laughs> wasted your time on a stupid surgery. <laughs> you know, I, I fought through the pain. I rubbed some dirt on it, but you know, to each their own. <laughs> do people call him Tommy pickles all the time? <laughs> well, I don't get that reference. If you watch Rugrats, uh, um, Tommy pickles always walks with his feet, both pointed in boy, that, <laughs> I watched Rugrats, but that is pretty inside Rugrats. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's inside. Well, I got kids. I got, I got kids. I'm not letting them watch the new current Jesus. bullshit. <laughs> People start calling Carl Tommy Pickles. That was a deep Rugrats cut. 
just and Carl threw it out there as if we'd all know. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, a classic Tommy Pickles setup. <laughs> Tommy Pickles, dude. Wiser. Although when I I did used to go for ten mile jogs when I was a younger guy, and oftentimes that the would lead fuck to. Does that have to do you know, with corns on my on my on my left side? And I think that was of the right foot. You're just saying you're you know Carl's hobbling around. Uh, meanwhile, I'm going out jogging. Yeah, so we're going to talk to this poor black kid with dumb feet. <laughs> Boy, it's amazing. At every turn, you know, being black is tough enough as itself in America, but it seems your feet are on backwards. <laughs> but we live, we got through that. Okay, well, dude, when you... Yes. you, were, when you were, so if you're This is where, by the way, Carl takes over. Good. Which is what the interview should be anyways. Yes. Because Carl went in with his questions. Good. Yeah. And as Carl put it to me uh, last night, he said that... um. You know, typically it's the opposite in an interview, but he said in this hour long show, Harrison probably did about 70% of the talking. <laughs> they cut 30 minutes of it. Uh, oh, it's a half hour? Yeah. Maybe that's all it was. Oh, okay. I, I just assumed it was an hour. I want to see what they cut. <laughs> Noon on the clock. Where was your right foot pointing when you were born? Probably probably a little, a little close to 11 than noon. Okay. Okay, well, okay. He said, All right, Jesus. <laughs> didn't he say it was pointing more to like the way he described it before? I thought it was pointing more towards like two or three. He, yeah, he probably means one, I guess. But <laughs> that's like if uh, I was like, Yeah, I'm uh, legally blind. Um, you know, up until high school, really didn't uh, uh, degenerate too bad. But since then, uh, I definitely see a lot worse now than I did when I was a kid. And you were like, yeah, I wear reading glasses. So <laughs> we're the same. So we don't have to focus on that part of your life. Uh <laughs> same guy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've already briefed the audience because uh, I wear contacts. So <laughs> yeah, not, 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 what time back. of day are you talking about? Not like six, not like six o'clock. I got it. Okay. Oh, not that bad. No, that's that's Gumby. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, all right. All right. <laughs> you so, like that? <laughs> it's the one time you got him to break at all. He's his own joke. <laughs> so you told him about it or did you show him too? <laughs> no, I didn't show them too. I didn't have to. So I, I'm fine now. I, I can walk fine and everything. Actually, growing up, I was a skateboarder and I played guitar because I saw Back to the okay, Future. Okay, this uh, Carl played from you last night. Oh, no, I, I don't know if he says it here. That you might not get to it. People did. They played guitar and skateboarded. And, the same uh, time? Okay, please rewind. Please rewind. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one Carl played for me last night on WATS. <laughs> no, I didn't, show them no. Too. I didn't have to. So I, I'm fine now. I, I can walk fine and everything. Actually, growing up, I was a skateboarder and I played guitar because I saw Back to the Future and I okay. knew that that was what cool people did. They played guitar and skateboarded. And, uh, time? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no. Time. That was. Uh, I don't know about one of my hardest laughs on any podcast, but I, that's the hardest I've left on WTATS so far, for sure. When you played time? that for me. At the same time, you're telling me. At the same time. Oh. And then he seems a little disappointed when Carl says, no, of course not. <laughs> not like six, not like six o'clock. I got it. Okay. Oh, not that bad. No, that's, that's Gumby. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> well, all right. All right. So, well, when you when you were telling people they didn't stop making fun of you until you told them about it, or did you show them too? <laughs> no, I didn't show them too. I didn't have to. So I, I'm fine now. I can, I can walk fine and everything. Actually, growing up, I was a skateboarder and I played guitar because I saw Back to the Future and I okay. knew that that was what cool. People did they played guitar and skateboarded? At and the same uh, time? 
<laughs> no, no, not at the same time. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I know you're really talented, but that's fine. You, if you want, <laughs> okay. So, no, I guess that, that's fine. I thought you were really talented. You talentless piece of shit. <laughs> oh, so you're telling me I'm just having a regular podcaster on? Uh, well, all right. I'll try to make something out of this. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to tell me anything interesting about you. Listen, <laughs> get get that down. I probably could. Yeah. Yeah, you probably could. All right. So, I wanted to be a rock star. I was playing in punk rock bands and stuff. So that was like my main thing. At the same okay. time? <laughs> <laughs> That's just his spaz attack. Were they on skateboards as well? <laughs> give me roller skates. You got to give me something with wheels and ball bearings, please. I said, I said, Carl just, should have just started naming odd talents he does have to get back in this guy's good graces. <laughs> Podcasting and broadcasting. All right. Well, so how so how did you convert the music into the, into a podcast? At some point, you, something must have happened. You must have had a conversion somewhere along the line. So please explain that if you would. Sure. So actually, <laughs> I'm a man of many hobbies. I okay. wasn't able to convert music into podcasting. What I did was I worked a real job like a schmuck for a long time. Okay. I, I worked many real jobs like a schmuck. I wanted to ask you about He's that because I know one upper if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah, is that it, pussy? <laughs> the podcast today is obviously just called One Upping, right? Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> That's all we're covering. <laughs> I I actually worked a lot of jobs. You prick. <laughs> <laughs> you lazy asshole. How about you learn at a skateboard? <laughs> you ever spend a summer in a in a in a diving tank with great whites? Yeah, pussy. I did a lot of jobs while skateboarding. So it sounds like you don't do that. <laughs> You know, Carl could just explain that he's like one of those waiters at Sonic on the roller skates and this guy's <laughs> mind would be blown. He's like, all right, finally, now we're getting some. Here we go. Balance and balance. <laughs> guys, I was curious, but I'll tell you, I'll just finish this thought. So uh, I worked, I had a career and then outside of my career, I was in bands and I started podcasting as a, a hobby on the weekends. And it just so turned out that the podcast kind of took off a little bit and started making enough money. It took that off I was able to, to the point my... of 20,000 downloads an episode. Now let me ask you this. Can you count that high? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Harrison, how about we count to 20,000, see how long it takes? Cause it'll be a while. <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow morning? Cause I'm sleeping in bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a job and going to that full time. Sweet. Okay. And that's where you're at now. And how long ago did this, how long ago did this uh, epiphany occur for you? You know, epiphany. for your life, your work. <laughs> I started. The All Carl said is, uh, yeah, I like podcasts. So I started doing one. And Harrison refers to that as an epiphany. <laughs> yeah. When did you decide to, when did that just, like it was a dream. Just poof. <laughs> Carl's shaking awake. <laughs> <laughs> He writes it down as fast as he can. He, he wakes Podcasting. up. Podcasting. He wakes up briefly, like just like really quick, just writes serious XM on a notepad and falls back to sleep. A career for you, you know, for your life, for your work. I started the podcast in 2016. In 2020, in the midst of the lockdown, the pandemic, whatever you want to call it, right. is when I decided to leave my company. I was a, I was a partner at, at a digital marketing agency. I decided okay. That and try to do the podcasting thing full time as everyone was uh, locked down and miserable. So, because it was around then that we skyrocketed to 20,000 downloads. 20,000 downloads. <laughs> I wish Carl just kept throwing that number out at him. I bet this show doesn't even reach 20,000 homes, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, so you're doing right. Okay. But 
But now I just want Carl to call him a piece of shit so bad. <laughs> no, Carl loved him. At which I would be the same way. I would love this guy oh, if he was interviewing I'm, me. I would too. But I just say every time he goes into the twenty thousand, I just want him to get mad and throw it in his face. <laughs> now you're now you're finally you know you've you've reached the top of the of of the the hot chocolate glass you know on the floor <laughs> all, all around. Carl played this clip for me too last night. Reach the top of the hot chocolate glass. <laughs> <laughs> listen, to, listen, listen, oh. listen to Carl. Listen to nice guy Carl. Uh, like you know, if Carl was playing this clip, he'd be trashing this guy. But listen to him give the assist on this answer. The of, of the the hot chocolate glass, you know, and the form is right. The form is all all around you when you're feeling you're feeling the sweet sweet rush of success coming in. Harrison, I'm like a marshmallow in hot that's coke. A, you're a marshmallow, right? That's what I'm, I'm going to put right up to the top of it. I, I, Carl's I, just like, light. ah, yes, the analogy that we all know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. The hot cocoa is nineteen thousand, but you add the marshmallow, <laughs> and that's twenty. That's baby. when you hit the peak of success, my friend. <laughs> twenty thousand downloads. <laughs> yeah, we made it. We made we made the metaphor come true together. We that made was, it happen. We're a good team. <laughs> All right. Carl's going to be like, you ever heard of a live show? <laughs> well, I've done one with Anthony Cumia. Ever heard of him? Hmm? 20,000 listeners. <laughs> I wish Carl stayed in that mode of just dick measuring with this guy the whole episode. That'd be so fucking funny. How many things do you have behind your head right now? What's the, uh, is there, what's the chat saying? Are they with us or are they tapping out yet? Uh, Carl saved them. <laughs> Uh, have you heard of Metallica, uh, this band Metallica? I think that's, just, that's a question Harrison might have had. Like, <laughs> tell me more about them. No, I'm not familiar. No, you could ask, you could, if Carl asked uh, Harrison, he'd be like, no, tell me. You know what that, uh, with a name like that, I don't hey, see are they local? Are they in Carver? Or, <laughs> you know, with a name like that, I don't see him going anywhere. Uh, just people saying what they were born with. <laughs> All right. It sounds like uh, everyone's on board so far. So let's no, keep playing. No one's tapped yet. So, I, but you sound pretty. You still have that musical talent. You got that guitar. You did. I thought you were going to accompany my music when you were playing the thing. You know, warming up. But I guess you chose. What the fuck is he talking about? So he's saying, uh, basically, he thought Carl was going to use the guitar to spice up the intro music. He was going to play a little acoustic in the background. <laughs> As the the guys just going. <laughs> and then as only Harrison Young can, he says, but that's okay. You didn't like, Hey Carl, you know, I really thought you, <laughs> without asking, you were just going to play the guitar on my show. You know what? But you know what? It's fine. That you didn't do that. You know what, Carl? I thought you were going to mount to something. And of course you didn't. So uh, let's just move. I right thought on. I was talking to a skateboarding guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> and now I look silly. <laughs> I thought you were the son of Barnum and Bailey's. <laughs> You still have that musical talent. You got that guitar. You did. I thought you were going to accompany my music when you were playing the thing, you know, warming up. But I guess you chose not to. I couldn't hear your music. I don't know what the I issue is. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Okay. Oh, he was actually going to do it? Maybe. He was, but it just, maybe he was. And it would have been funny if he did. Oh, it would have been it was hilarious. Just for Harrison to be like, ah, I just thought you were going to do that. Why didn't you? <laughs> why, did you why didn't you just improvise a loud thing on the intro of my show? Who knows if it would have sunk up right? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, 20,000. Leave me alone. 
Well, Wolf, if you can't hear it at the end, you don't have to do it then either. But I just want I want you to know I was very impressed with that. You obviously got the He's setting him down. up for the end. He's like, yeah, you better do it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it's okay, but uh, you better do it at the end. I just want Carl to say 20,000, snap his fingers, and someone feeds him grapes while he's being interviewed <laughs> by this guy. <laughs> oh, you should hear his Patreon numbers. 20. We're boasting about 500 like a couple of idiots. Yeah, isn't he at, well, I see, yeah like 4,000. Well, more than that, I think double that. I think like eight thousand or something. Are they really? Maybe I'm way off. Maybe that's. <laughs> Maybe I'm not even close. But I thought that's what it was. Let's get us to that number, and then I can just quit all my jobs, right? <laughs> and that, now I like that Carl thinks that's like a billion dollars. <laughs> I was like a little kid. <laughs> we'll never have to work again with eight thousand dollars. <laughs> all right. Your song. I'm a huge fan of Topic Time, and I love the theme song. It's great. Yeah, the theme song. Well, that was just so you know, that was given to me by the by the guys that had that I had my show at for the first location, which was yeah, you ever heard of the Deftones? And I know you have the clip from that first show, and and that that was you know it took me, believe it or not, as great as the Topic Time is now, it took me eight years before <laughs> I finally found. Okay, so this is something I wanted to get into. <laughs> as great as it is now. <clears throat> uh, by the way. Go as a WATP. I was on it this week, uh, but also I'm sure they're breaking down this. Um, their episode will come out a day before this one. So I'm sure they're uh, did, a, did a great job breaking it down. But I did want to get into this where it seems like, I don't know if Carl addresses it all, but like obviously after Carl talked about him, he started getting more views. Yeah. It's like you see, you've seen with a million guys with Minahan, like Kirk will talk about someone, then they see their YouTube numbers going up, so they'll wave their arms to try to keep getting his attention. Right. It seems like Harrison thinks, like, WATP talked about him, and now he has reached the highest, like, Spotify will be calling with a $100 million deal tomorrow. 20000 you say? <laughs> he's, he's reached the, the... Well, it's not even twenty. He's not even like 20,000. It doesn't even need to be that high to satisfy him. He sees like 2,000 views on YouTube and he's like, honey, we've made it. (laughs) All done. Quit your day job. (laughs) Locations where I really feel at home. Here I do it, Area 58. Eastern, I feel at home and in Wayham as well. And I even have a backup. <laughs> Carl was like, how many homes you got? <laughs> he's also, he's just naming Massachusetts towns. The Sunoco- His guest has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. The Sunoco gas station. I feel at home. <laughs> a guy called Big Willie. He's a rapper and he's got his own, he's got his own YouTube set up in his apartment complex in the town of Rockland. It's my bodyguard. be a shoe factory called the Emerson Shoe Loft. Hold on. And in case- Rewind, please. What the fuck is he talking about? I've asked that Five or six times now. I have no idea. <laughs> For, I'd like to know his association with a rapper named Big Willie. <laughs> He's Will Smith cut out. Locations <laughs> where I really feel at home. Here I do it, Area 58. Eastern, I feel at home and in Wayham as well. And I even have a backup guy called Big Willie. He's a rapper and he's got his own he's got his own YouTube set up in his backup pump, what? Pump. Does he do the show when he can't or something? I think he means, well, he's going to mention how he gets guests if we get that far. Mm-hmm. So I think he means he had, this guy was on, like, <laughs> which is a hilarious thing to say to a guest, by the way. Like, if Madeline Carl was on here the other day, imagine if I was just like, oh, yeah, I have this guy standing by in case you didn't show up. Yeah, we are a third of the way through this, just for FYI. Oh, we are? Yeah. Oh, we're cruising. All right. 
complex in the town of Rockland, Mass., which used to be a shoe factory called the Emerson Shoe Loft. And in case, in any, on any occasion when any of the other TV stations can't do my show, I can always call him, you know, and he'll do it for me. So, so that's also producing. He's talking about producing. Oh, okay. I wonder what kind of street cred Big Willie has. That he's the kind of guy when Harrison Young calls, he's like, you got it, boss. I'm on it. <laughs> What's that? Are you actually on television? I know it's a public yeah, access. Yeah, I'm on television. And some, and I'm right here in Area 58. It covers three towns. Carver, Plimpton, and Halifax, Massachusetts. They're real towns. The not, big not- three, they call that here in Mass. <laughs> if you're not from around here, they call that. <laughs> I would say. Well, it's a media hub of Massachusetts. Most people have probably only heard of one of those towns <laughs> because it's in a shit ton of history books. <laughs> and that's about well, I don't, it. I don't even know if it was Plymouth. He said Plimpton. Oh, I've heard, <laughs> yeah. I've heard of two then. One. I believe like when you check me out on ECAT, that's real too. So, so when you do those underwriters, those are underwriters for the public access. Yeah. And I was curious about that because if it's on TV, it's it goes 20, by so 000. fast, it's hard to get the phone numbers and the addresses. Well, but therein lies, therein lies the, the kicker because people yeah. like the show so much that they watch it over and over again. And, they have, and if they... That's that's not what you want advertisers to hear. It's one guy over and over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about it. And the addresses. But therein lies therein lies the the kicker because people like the show so much that they watch it over and over again and they and if they and they see that and I and I know I go by fast, but they but believe me when I tell you the the underwriters are very happy that you know that that they're covering the show, they know how great it is around here. Um and they're always getting more all the time. Um, and that's, you know, and I know it's, I know it's, it's a little, I, I mean, I'm on what, well, you have to, do you think you'll have time to finish this episode if we wanted to do it today? Um, maybe let me ask you this. Yep. What if right now mm-hmm. we end the show, the free show, mm-hmm. play the outro and then just keep recording just for the Patreon. Uh, Would that be crazy? Maybe. Well, maybe it would be crazy or maybe we can do it. <laughs> maybe both. I don't know. I'm, if my phone rings, my boss will be like, right, what the fuck you did? Hello, <laughs> boys. All right. Well, I say we do that. And then if you have to go or anything, we can just end and we'll do it another time. But let's end the show now, quote unquote, for those of you not on Patreon. And I'll say, if you want to know what the fuck we're doing after, if you care at all, then get on the Patreon. Join us for these live streams. Uh, get why are you laughing a week early as well as bonus episodes. Um, the new one will be up Sunday with Carl talking about uh, the Pelican brief with Howard Stern. Um, so a bunch of bonus content for why are you laughing now on the Patreon as well. Uh, and you're going to be able to find all the links for all three of my podcasts. WATS, why are you laughing? And this, the blind Mike project, which you've already found. Um, you can find all that at blindmike.net if you would be so kind as to support this program and support the Craigster. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a sh- Craig shortage in this country. He's all over the place. Hey, and uh, he's at verygoodshow.org if you want to check out his stuff. If you haven't had enough Patreons in your life, go find the one there. Yes. Um, so we'll talk to you guys next time on the Blind Mike Project. But if you're watching on Patreon, stick around. And we have a mean transition. Sappers, clear the way. 
everyone all the way. If I tell you you've got a homicide, buddy, you've got a homicide. I hope to hear from you soon. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh? What kind of statement is that? <laughs> Piss on him. All right. All right.